Good morning, everybody. This is Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living today here on WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. So we thank you for joining us. And, of course, we have to do our opening shout-out to Good Life Programs and Activities. And, uh, you know, I thought that maybe we'd change it up a little bit today. Uh, Caitlin is not here today, but... I thought maybe we could talk just very briefly about Good Life a little bit, uh, since there's such a great sponsor here for Art for Living. And um, some events maybe that are coming up you might be interested in. Uh, Crazy season is going to be soon among us. So uh, it's always nice to know what's coming up in advance so you can plan accordingly. There were a couple of things I did see on the um, events (coughs) calendar. (coughs) Excuse moi that I thought were going to be really interesting. Of course, every year, Good Life has a book sale. So if you're interested, um, you can, you know, go on October 26th, and they have all kinds of great books that people donate. And you can buy it for like a buck a book. And uh, I've done that once before. Got some good books. I'm a reader. So if you are a reader and you want to help out Good Life, and they're located right here in Concord at the Smokestack Center, North Main Street. October 26th, uh, you can drop off, you can look at all their books. I think the drop-off time is done. Let me look here. Yeah, so they have, um, they, they can still take some. They said that they still have some space, but uh, October 26th, which is today, right? Today is the 26th, so yeah, you got to go today to Good Life and, and check out that little book sale. They also have an event on October 30th for folks to know about. It's totally free. And as someone that's getting up there in age and is starting to actually have to think about things in a different way, they have a free program on understanding wills. Um, information is always good, right? And you can ask questions. There's a lawyer. It's uh, Tina Annis, Annis and Zellers that are going to be doing this program totally free. Things like, why do I need a mil- will? Why do I need a will? What is the job of the executor? How often should I update my will? Um do I really need a lawyer, right? Good questions. And uh, I think I'm looking at that myself, October 30th, 2 to 3 o'clock uh, at Good Life. That's a good one. So take advantage of it. They always have hearing screenings uh, for folks. And, uh, you know, those are October 31st this month. They do have a really cool reoccurring event on November 1st, which is the Senior Holiday Giving Tree. And they partner with the Concord Housing Authority. And they bring a little brightness and holiday cheer for seniors in the community. And if you want more information on any of these events, you can get in touch with goodlifenh.org, I believe. So we want to thank um, Good Life for being part of Art for Living. And uh, they have great programs. They have great activities and such a worthy organization right here in the Granite State. So uh, take advantage, Concordites, for the Concord folks out there that are listening. All right, so um, that's our good life thing today. And, uh, you know, Catherine and I were sitting here talking about what we want to do. Today is October 26th, and uh, I thought that it might be good to have a hodgepodge today because there's so much going on. There are so many activities happening. Christmas will be you know, a couple months down the road, but there are already fairs that are being listed for like early November, mid-November, Christmas fairs for churches, 
Um, we have still Halloween going on, and so there are a couple of fall Halloween things that we should probably remind you about. But um, most of all, I want our listeners to know that on our, in Art for Living, with Art for Living, coming very soon, probably next month, um, we're going to be changing up a little bit of our format. Usually, Art for Living is dedicated to just offering some tidbits of information or connections to see if folks might be interested in enhancing their life, right? Because good things are nice to have in your life. (laughs) Beauty is nice to have in your life. Grace is nice to have in your life. So Art for Living has really been sort of structured that we can have guests in and they talk about what they're doing to, in their little part of the world, right, to offer a better community, to offer, you know, an, an art, a passion, right? Um, I think going forward, though, Artful Living is going to go back to my roots a little bit more, which, of course, is music, right? Classical music, musical theater, right? And uh, that's what my whole life has really been about. And I thought that maybe we'd focus more on that uh, going down going down November or December and uh, offering a little bit more central uh, programming with that. Classical arts. Uh, we could still have, we'll still have folks in that are outside of that. Uh, but that perimeter is really something that I enjoy very much. And we're going to get back to that. So maybe Artful Living will have a day or two every month of opera. Maybe it'll be song, art, art song, literature. Um, maybe it'll be an online radio play. Yeah, because I'm looking at those right now, and they're pretty interesting. Here we are at a radio station. My goodness, what a great fit. Why not have an old-time radio play, right, where folks have to act through the voice over the airwaves to give you that character. I'm really fascinated with that. So Art for Living is going to be a little bit more performance-oriented going down, going down the road, and I'm actually... Very excited about that. So um, that's for future, right? That's what we're going to be doing. Now, starting next month, uh, you might have heard, because we have talked about it a little bit on Artful Living, that we're going to be working with WC, Catherine, is it WCSN? WSCS. WSCS. Yes. See, I'm not in my studio right now. I'm in the studio with Catherine, so I don't have all my little jigamabobs in front of me. Um, we're going to be doing a program together called Midnight, Music at Midnight. That's what they've called. Yeah, Music at Midnight. And 12 to 5, we're going to be able to offer classical music for five hours. And uh, that will also be on our site. So we're connecting with that group. And uh, it's going to be an awesome opportunity. We're very grateful to be working with them. And... Uh, music at midnight is going to be great. So make sure you join us. And, and I believe, Catherine, is that starting November 1st? Yes, that is the slate. My goodness. So it is it's coming. coming up. Right, right. Coming right around the corner. I love it. All right. So um, lots happening here at WKXL. For those of you that aren't really familiar with what happens, you know, what's been going on here at WKXL, many, many years ago. Now, Catherine... Might have been like two. I say Catherine because she's the general manager here. And uh, she she stepped into the executive or the general manager seat 
I always want to say executive director, uh, the general manager seat uh, a few months ago. And she has been sort of reworking WKXL from the inside out. WKXL has always been a fabulous community resource since its beginnings in the 40s. Um, Everybody knew that the centralized uh, community database, so to speak, for what was happening was at WKXL. Like most independent radio stations, the challenge has come along, and we've discussed this with radio folks right here on this program. Um, When we started having the technology go crazy and online stuff go crazy, all independent radios were faced with challenges on how to keep up with that because, you know, it's a whole different thing when you're a community radio station. And uh, fortunately, WKXL stayed in the fight. And we are now having a bit of a renaissance here. And for me, for an old timer that's been in the arts and that believes in the the aesthetic importance, bad word aesthetic, right? Nobody really knows what that is because today we've sort of hijacked that term to mean anything that you like, right? Anything can be aesthetic. Um, In my studies when I was in college, my thesis was on aesthetics, and I have a very different take on that. I think that there are certain criteria of, in, you know, that you need to hit to call something aesthetic. There has to be an element of beauty, discipline. Um, it has to go above and beyond, or it doesn't become aesthetic in my mind. And when I say that the radio has become aesthetic, it's because we're doing programming that we really have never done here before. It's centralized on wellness. Uh, It's centralized on bringing you fun aspects that you can add to your life. Uh, Art for Living certainly is about, you know, the arts. We have a literary program um, that's being, you know, being worked on here for Art for Living. Not for Art for Living, for WKXL. And um, there's a lot going on. So when we come up on the other side, we're going to talk a little bit with Catherine about some of these fun things that are happening and what the short term and the long term is here because I think that especially New Hampshire um, is going to be really interested in what WKXL has in mind. So when we come up over the break, we're going to talk a little bit about that and hopefully you'll stay with us as we bring WKXL right to you. All right, hang tight. We'll be right back. Welcome back, Artful Living here on WKXL, New Hampshire Talk Radio.com, WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. So, um, Catherine, Catherine's going to be with me a little bit on this segment because I want to make this segment an information segment for our audience because I think the more specific we can become upon the information of what WKXL is all about the better, right? Um, everybody has busy lives. Uh, everybody's doing their thing, right? We're faced with so much stress these days. I mean, our world is a mess, right? So really it's important, and I mean this in every single way, in every facet of your life, I believe this in my bones, that the only way out and through 
everything that we're going through, whether it's on the small level of getting kids to the schools or the big levels of what's happening in our world, is in the community. The smallest portion of us working together is what brings the most lasting and important change. And that's the opposite to what we're getting today as the message as a, as a world. Faster, bigger is better. No, wrong. So community is the way that you can solve problems right in front of you. Community is the way you can connect with other people, right? And enhance what your life is like, what you're doing day to day in your life. It's all about community. So that being said, here we have a radio station with, an, with a really awesome history of being community-based and connecting people and businesses to each other. And WKXL is renaissance period here because we're going to be bringing that community, hometown kind of feel to people in a new way. Um, Catherine, we were, I was talking in the last segment about, uh, you know, the importance of art and, you know, the connection. And right now we're talking about the changes at WKXL. So um, we have the classical music program coming in, right? Um, and that is in Henniker, isn't it, that station? I think it's by Colby Sawyer. Yeah, it's in Colby Sawyer. Yeah, Yeah. so I think that's Henniker. I think so. Yeah, and that, that again, is a small town, uh, you know, entity that's offering to try to bring something good, and all they do is classical music, and that's all they need to do, right? That's their little piece of the puzzle, and that is what community is about, bringing together all those pieces of the puzzle and enhancing everyone because of it. That's the that's the goal. Can you tell us a little bit? Um, I know that there's a program with the it's it's a writers uh, program, New Hampshire. Yeah, New Hampshire Writers Project. They're a sponsor for WKXL. Mm-hmm. Um, we've had them on the Kalen Company live show with Ken Kale quite a few times because we've done a couple of literary weeks where we um, New Hampshire Authors Week, where we would have their authors on to yeah. talk about their projects and things like that. So. That's Huge. been a great. That's been a really great addition to WKXL. Okay, so so here here that backs up what we're talking about, right? That's that little piece of the pie. Now, how important is that piece of the pie for folks that are interested in, you know, the literary world, or even if you're just interested in reading, right? If you're a reader, and you can listen to these authors that are performing their art, right, and connect with them over. Over the internet, or not over the internet, in, over the radio. Perhaps the internet, too, because don't forget, New Hampshire Talk Um, But that is an important part of the community puzzle. And you know what would be great with that group, Catherine, is if they could maybe, if you guys could come in like three times a year, update it three times and, and do, you know, Art for Living would be would love to have that. Yeah. Have them come in three weeks out of the whole year. Yeah. And... So it gets into the cycle. Absolutely. Yeah, we have some big plans with them for next year. It's been, you know, like you mentioned, we have some short-term goals and Mm long-term goals. So I'm sure we can get more into that in the next segment. But um, I'd love to, at some point, talk about where WKXL started. You know, the history, where it it was in Concord, Mm -hmm. and how we became established in such a well-known and reputable news and talk radio station and music for quite some time as well. That's right, right. It's it's always been owned 
independently from folks that love music. Right. I actually found, because um, I've been trying to do a historical archive over the past 10 months working with the Concord Historical Society, shout out to them. Yes. Um, they've been having some uh, really great folks come and check out our archives with our reel-to-reels and CDs. Everything's really well marked. So it's just a matter of um, the grant going through and having some folk to come in and uh, digitize everything. And that, really how great. important is that? for If you're a history buff, okay, no kidding. <laughs> when you walk through this place and you see, like Catherine said, the reels and the, you know, the stuff that might be on a CD, on all of the shows that have happened here, it's overwhelming. And don't forget, Catherine, we had some pretty famous people coming in. Oh, yes. Presidents, celebrities. Um, we even had, I found a, a sign a signature book. WKXL used to have signature books, which I would love to have cool. upstairs again, like little guest books to sign in. And there was a, a signature from Krista McAuliffe. Oh, yep. how nice. And then her mother signed it the next day. So her mother came in for an interview the next day. So it's things like that that are really important. And I remember also uh, I had someone email me a photo from a broadcast event uh, with a photo of John F. Kennedy. Oh, and a, and a picture of WKXL's mic right in front of him. Isn't that cool? Poster. And it's just so cool. Yes. So it's, and it's really important to honor that and where we came from and, and have that be a part of the modern day. They can coexist together. You don't have to get rid of the old to bring in the new. Of it's, course it's, not. It's important to have both. You have to have both. If you don't have both, you don't have balance. Mm-hmm. It matters about the past. Mm-hmm. You can't just rewrite from where you are. And you don't you shouldn't i mean the truth is is everything that wkxl is comes from what it was and i'll tell you another thing and and this isn't because she's my daughter Catherine's sitting in that seat understanding and feeling strongly about that fact makes all the difference in where wkxl will go because there's somebody that does get it that does get it that we we don't need to rewrite or chop off or let go of our history we should re we should reconnect with the history and move forward with it right even better that's what we can do so um you were talking about the history um of of uh, wkxl let's keep going with that so in the past right let's make let's do a little picture of our listeners for what wkxl as an independent radio station community wise what was it, what was it doing? I mean, I remember when you were like two, working here. Okay, I started out doing uh, chat. What's coffee chats? Mm-hmm. Right. There was a great lady, Irene Deshane, mm-hmm. who used to do coffee chat here five days a week, and she brought everyone in. Everyone who did anything in Concord in the performing arts, they all knew Irene. Mm-hmm. After that, shortly after that, I was given a, a classical music program, and for a couple of years, I was you know, doing that program um, right here in WKXL. Then there was a little hiatus, and then I came back for a short while, and another hiatus, and now here I am again. So through, what, 20, 30, 25 years anyway, right, um, I've sort of been seeing what WKXL was, right, and where it is now. So tell us what was it, what was it all about when it started, and when did it start? So WKXL was was 
Okay, let, let's start from the very, very beginning. So okay. those that are from Concord will, should know this information. I'm still learning because I'm still the baby of the <laughs> station. But on December 6, 1945, a construction permit was sent to the FCC by a man named Charles Dale, who was at the time the sitting governor for New Hampshire. Really? Okay, yes. He created the radio station. He created WKXL. And they were located in the historic Eagle Hotel right across from uh, the State House, the Eagle oh Eagle Square. So they, they were actually, a lot of our photos, if you come into the station, our old black and white photos of the big reel-to-reel machines were from Eagle Square, the yeah. Eagle Hotel building. Very cool. Um, yeah. So we were really well known for our politics keeping up to date with that, keeping mm-hmm. up to date with local news. Um, so it was just news and talk radio. But we had a car. Wait, we have an old picture of a, of a vehicle with WKXL letters on it. We were anywhere and everywhere. I mean, you were really big on community sports, weren't we, right from the very beginning? Um, Not from the beginning. Really? Not from the beginning. That wasn't until a little bit later. I want to okay. say like the 90s that we really started to pick that up. Wow. And, and that's also when the music stopped here was in 95. Um, for quite really? some time and we kind of went back to the news and talk radio format because that at the time that was what we were winning all of our awards for so they figured stick with let's it. stick with what we're we're well known for uh, but we're coming up on a break so I definitely want to touch base on the other yeah. aspects of this this is it I didn't know this cat this is interesting awesome possum all right so uh, we'll take a little break hang tight join us this is a great conversation about the history of WKXL and inevitably we're WKXL is going. So you hang tight. WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. We will be right back. Welcome back right here on Art for Living. Jane Cormier, or your host, WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com, WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord, and 101.9 FM in Manchester. If you are just joining us, we have been having a really cool conversation on the history of WKXL leading to where we're going with WKXL. Where is it headed? And our general manager, Catherine Martinez, is sitting here giving us some information. And uh, she was telling us the beginnings, the beginning birth of WKXL and how it happened and how it was downtown uh, on Eagle Square um, when WKXL started. And so we're going to continue that conversation. So, Catherine, where were we when we ended our conversation. Um, we were talking about, uh, actually, we kind of jumped a little bit. Did we? <laughs> yeah, we did. Okay. So after about five years, Charles Dale sold WKXL to um, a couple of part owners with Capital Broadcasting. Uh-huh. Um, so they kind of took it on and they were a CBS radio affiliate. They were still independently owned, but they did a lot of wow. syndicated stuff with them. So okay. um, they were with them from about what 1951 to 1959. Now, during that time, um, Rick Dees, I don't know if you know that name I know at that all. name, He's, yes. He is a very well-known entertainer and radio personality, comedian, actor. Yeah, I know he the name. He won People's Choice Award. He's Grammy-nominated, um, Broadcast Hall of Fame inductee. He actually worked at WKXL. 
as a disc jockey, and that's how he shaped his career. And he he started here at 12. He was just 12 years old learning broadcasting. And then he went off to go and be this really big, big, uh, you know, celebrity and broadcast, you know, personality. So after that... Um, they started to increase their wattage. So WKXL started as a 250-watt radio station in Concord, and then we ended up turning into a 1,000-watt station mm-hmm. um, approved in around nine, 1960, 1961. Mm-hmm. Um, at that point is when the station expanded to FM. So we were no longer just 1450 AM. We were FM. Wow. At the time, we were 102.3 not 103.9. Okay. So this was in 1961-ish. And then we began to broadcast both in 1972. So there was a lot of things in between where yeah. we had to kind of play with it and get numbers right and FCC stuff and all that. Which is always a game in itself. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yep. Um, in 1980, WKXL was sold again um, with the seven employees it came with to keep everything going. So wow. it's always been a small but mighty team here at WKXL. And I think that's because... When you put people in the position that they want to work in, they're going to work hard. Right. And, and you know, there's there's a lot to be said about that. So um, WKXL was sold again, um, continuing under the name of WKXL and Capital Broadcasting Corporation as well. Um, and at that point, it was led by Dick Osborne, Don Shapiro, and Pat Shalou or something like that. I think it was the name, Shalou. Mm-hmm. Um, and it, the, the business was valued at about $1.5 million. Mm-hmm. Um, so we sold it for that. Um until about 1986 is when we started to launch music. So it was around the 80s. I guess we could say the Whoa, 80s I that we started to launch music. Wait a minute now. So they had music before that, didn't they? Yeah, off and on. But off it, and it on. was not a con- it was not a consistent. Okay. It was bump music. It was you know. It wasn't real stuff, music programming. But it wasn't like a show. Yeah, it wasn't like a music okay. program. So like 1980s is kind of when that started. Okay. Um, and then they decided to end music programming altogether in 95 to keep with the adult contemporary format, which was mm-hmm. news talk radio. Mm-hmm. Um, at that time, 1999, WKXL was then sold um, with their employees and owners to Vox Media Group, which is another owned, you know, independently owned business. And they had a lot of cutbacks with that. They, they cut back a lot um, with, with programming in that regard. And that's when a lot of things changed at that time. Mm-hmm. Um, in and regards, what year was this again? This was 1999. Okay. So early 2000s. Yeah. Um, they started to go back to music. <laughs> After getting rid of it in 95. So they wanted to more expand on that than than the talk radio aspect of things. And then that's when they started to get into sports. So 2000s, um, like 90s is when we kind of had a taste of it. But it was really the 2000s that really hit it off. And that was mainly because um, they had folks from the Fisher Cats doing shows here and things like that. So they had that connection. and then the station is was purchased by our now owner, station owner Gordon Humphrey. I was told that this is a golden opportunity, mm-hmm. even though the station had only been owned for eighteen months prior. You know right. when it was sold beforehand, and um, that's when everything changed. Right, that's when everything changed. So we ended up moving to one hundred three point nine in the early twenty ten. So twenty ten, um, we went to one hundred three point nine, and then recently. We yeah. went to 101.9 and that And we grew at that point, didn't and we? And we did. Yeah, and that was just, just last year. Mm-hmm. Um, we also did, for a brief time, outright 
purchased New Hampshire Gospel Radio. So we had New Hampshire Gospel Radio here for quite some time. We actually still have their big satellite outside for when they were doing broadcasting You purchased here. that? I didn't mm-hmm. know that was part of the... Mm-hmm. And are they still here? Are they um, still in business? They are still in business, but they're not here here. Um, but yeah, we only purchased them for like $5,000. I think we pur- we added them on for about mm-hmm. five grand. Um, and yeah, so... So they're still part of us. They no no they no. are no longer okay. they are own they are their own own entity. Yes, yes. Good. yeah they are okay. not here at, at WKXL. All right, but um yeah it's 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 been really great to see WKXL expand and grow and and go places and we were in the Concord uh, photo or Concord camera downtown in Concord yeah. for quite some time yeah um so still so you might still see our signs down downtown over there we were in the Eagle Eagle Square but this building here I believe. Was was built in 1960. It yeah. was in the 1960s. So WKXL Studios haven't been here since 1946. But we WKXL yeah. itself has, yeah. but not the this building. Building, yeah, yeah. Um, and there's just so much. It's just it's amazing. Yeah, yeah. It is. So you know what the the whole story I get from this is that um, radio, of course, is a very I, I would assume any station is going to go through peaks and valleys all over the place. It's just the nature of the business. The fact that it did manage to stay independent <laughs> is no small feat because we know that the bigger bigger stations, bigger companies like to come and gobble up the little independent, uh, you know, radio stations, which is really what's happened, uh, sadly, in most of radio. But here we have this little opportunity in, in Concord and in the general Concord area to offer a real product and service to our community if we can engage the community to work with us. And that is the trick. And I think that that's where we're really wanting to go, you know, down the road short term by building up community programming, programming run by people that have interesting ideas and want to bring some pretty different and innovative programming to our listeners so the short term is the building of the program, hopefully into the long term, which will have everything sort of all the wheels in the cog working together to really be an entity here in uh, in Concord and beyond. Now, don't forget, we're now broadcast in Manchester, right? Our signal goes right through Manchester. And um, so the whole territory has tentatively opened up for us. We have some great ideas going on behind the scenes. Um, some of them we can't really talk about. But certainly sports um, sports is something that WKXL historically has done well. And um, I know Ken Kale, his show, Kale & Company, uh, in the morning, the live show, I believe it's 8 to 9, right? Mm-hmm. Um, does sports within, programming within that. Of course, Ken has such a great history with local sports especially. Uh, So we'd like to see a little bit of that come back. I think that's an important component. We're going to be having the classical music overnight. My program is going to target community productions um, and, you know, general information on artistic performance venue and um, information on specific arts involved with that. So there actually is an awful lot... And, and the writer's program hopefully can be, you know, built up. So now we have the beginnings of, of a map that's showing itself to be pretty specific. And 
all of these little topics that we're talking about are not necessarily embraced by the big stations because they're in for advertising dollars. Uh, WKXL is in this for community, to build community. And we're just going to keep hammering that away until everybody knows we're here and that we are open for business to bring some really great stuff to our community. And for us, that's important. All right, so I hear the music. We're going to take a little break here. WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. Stay with us, and we will be right back after this break. Welcome back. WKXL here. Jane Cormier, your host for Artful Living. NewHampshireTalkRadio.com and WKXL, 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord and 101.9 FM in Manchester. So we've been talking about WKXL. We've been talking about programming on WKXL history. Uh, I've been talking a little bit about Artful Living, which is, of course, our program here. Catherine, I'd like to put a little plug out there. If anybody in our listening, in our listenership here, has ideas or would like to contact somebody about, you know, possibilities, maybe just throw an idea out there, how would they contact us? Yeah, you can shoot me an email at cmartinez at nhtalkradio.com, and we are open to any and all suggestions. We love to hear them, and we've also been getting a lot of emails from folks listening to Artful Living, so thank you to those that have sent them saying they're enjoying the show and all of that. Um, Your support means a lot, and it's nice to hear from you guys, so definitely shoot us an email. Right. So, uh, you know what? Here's what happens. You get busy and you forget. Uh, You hear it and you go, you know what? I've always thought about this, and I've always wanted to do it, and then life comes in, and you just, you know, sit on the idea. Some of those ideas, bringing them into action, make the biggest difference in the community. So don't let your idea just go to the wayside. If you have an idea, you would like to talk about something, uh, contact Catherine C. Martinez at nhtalkradio.com. There you go. We'll say it again before the end of the program. Yes. Just to make sure. Contact us. We want to hear from you. All right. Now, um... Artful Living, we said, was going to take a little bit of a change, little, you know, change coming up in November. And I have to say it's totally selfish. <laughs> I have to say totally selfish on my end because I, I've been missing in my life um, a little bit of this connection with the music, the classical music. I really want to do more with it. And uh, so I think we can do both. I think Artful Living can do both. I was actually online last night and I uh, Googled opera uh, performances and it actually gave us a number, I was surprised, um, of things coming up through, you know, through the fall and sometimes even past. Um, um, I think that if anybody out there might be interested in coming on Artful Living, I would love to hear from you, especially... If you're into classical music, if you're into musical theater, um, my my whole beginnings was in musical theater. In fact, had anybody asked me beyond, you know, maybe 22, 
<laughs> if I was going to sing opera, I would have laughed at them so hard, it would have been painful, truly. I mean, not a lick of desire, understanding, you know, anything. Totally ignorant. And my whole, um, I was just from probably the age of like six, imbued with nothing but musical theater. Uh, crazy. When I think back, I tell Catherine some of these stories, she probably thinks um, you know, I'm a little crazy, but I, I lived uh, in Andover, Massachusetts, and last of eight kids. So by the time I came along, I think everybody was pretty much doing their own thing, and um, I was left to do mine, which was singing, okay, since four, age four. Anyway, when I was old enough to be able to go and walk, I used to walk to the library, which is about an, a mile away from our house, and I would spend hours in the music room of the library going through all of the old musical theater productions, right? All American Broadway musicals. And I would bring home as many as they would let me, you know, as many as I could get my hands on. Because don't forget now, folks, there's no internet or any of that stuff going on, right? And I would learn entire shows from the beginning to the end. And those of you that remember the record player in the in the days of, uh, you know, of long ago, you would have that little um, handle on the needle, right? And you would get so good at knowing approximately where the song you wanted to hear was on the album that you could put the, the needle down and almost hit the spot. Man, I was so good at that. I could find it like to the littlest bitty word where it was on that disc on the, rec- on the record. And um, so I used to just listen to them again and again and again. And when I got a little bit older, like probably 10, I would get a pad of paper and I got really good at writing down all the words as we went. So I would have all of this stuff hanging around. My folks thought I was crazy, you know, and I'd have all the words for all the characters. So I'd learn these shows from the beginning to the end. And that stuff has stuck with me, believe it or not. Even though I sort of went from musical theater in my early 20s to opera and had that fascination for opera and did similar things. You know, it wasn't enough for me to just learn La Traviata or, you know, Lucia. I had to know and hear 10 different versions of it because then I would take what I liked from each of the versions and interpolate it into what I was doing. Oh, man, that was really interesting. She slowed it down there and got really soft, you know, or wow, they got really big there. And that was really emo. So you know what? I mean, weird, right? But that's that's really how I called my singing, which I think, you know, was pretty, pretty um, expressive. Right. But it was expressive because I chose what portions of it, you know, how it was going to go. Anyway, the uh, the long, long part of this story is that from someone that came from musical theater and went into opera, I think I know how to make that bridge for people that might be a little bit nervous about classical music. And hopefully Art for Living can bridge a little bit there so that if somebody might really like musical theater and think, ah, oh, you know, opera's boring or, oh, I don't have time or, you know, there's no opera around, um, maybe we can bridge that a little bit, you know, as a small topic uh, in, in Art for Living. Because certainly everybody's heard Pavarotti and, uh, you know, everybody loves Pavarotti and everybody's heard of Maria Callas. Well, maybe that's a good place to start. You know, we've heard a little bit about them. We can listen a little bit and uh, take it from there. But um, I really think that it's important that we remember that all of these things are important um, to know about. 
right? Because they enhance our lives. Beauty and music and art enhances your everyday life. And we need to interpolate that into our life. So, you know what? Um, one thing that I really caught my eye, for those that might not know it, for about a year and a half, I was in um, Austria when I was young, before Catherine was born. And uh, I did the Carlotta role in um, Das Phantom der Oper, which was the Phantom of the Opera, of course, in German. And uh, got to work with Hal Prince and Gillian Lynn. She was something else. She was great. She's a worldwide um, choreographer, but but uh, Hal Prince didn't do a whole lot without Gillian Lynn around. Um, she really was such a huge part of Phantom of the Opera. And uh, they have acknowledged her, but I don't people really understood how important she was. Uh, right down to how they would put together movements of the hands for the Phantom. Right. I mean, she was fabulous. A real force. Anyway, on February 29th, which I know is pretty far away, the Capitol Center is doing a concert called The Four Phantoms. And uh, for those of you that haven't ever seen one of these phantom programs, if you watch the 25th, um, I believe it's the 20th or the 25th online uh, celebration of Phantom of the Opera, you can go on and just watch it online on YouTube free. At the very end, okay, what they did for that performance is they brought in other phantoms to sing with the Christine of that production. And they learned at that performance that people loved this, right? It was maybe 15 minutes, 20 minutes, but all the phantoms got to sing a little bit with her. And I think that that was really pretty cool a great idea and i think it set the the stage for this concert type of idea the four phantoms in concert that's going to be at the capitol center on uh it's a thursday february 29th 7 to 11 and uh it doesn't really tell us a whole lot but i'll read to you what it does tell us um you know in the in the concert thing an extravagant celebration of the iconic music of broadway and more the four phantoms bring together four, four former phantoms. Say that fast. Four former phantoms from the Tony Award winning The Phantom of the Opera for an unforgettable night of entertainment. These include a quartet of performers, Brent Barrett, John Cudia, Frank D'Ambrosio, and Charan, is it Charan? Charan Sheenan. I'm probably killing it, but that's all right. Under the music supervision of two-time award winner, Grammy Award winner, David Caddick. So that that's one you don't want to miss. That's coming up in February. Um, and I'll probably keep, you know, reminding you that because I think that's going to be really special. Um, I'm looking forward to that one. It's something that's very accessible for you, too. So this is great stuff. All right. We're going to take a little break. Come back on this last segment. WKXL 1450 AM, 103.9 FM Concord. Is this the end? Oh, my goodness. Catherine's waving to me. Yeah, you know what? That's what happens when you get old, folks. So this is our goodbye. Thank you for joining us today here on WKXL, NewHampshireTalkRadio.com. And uh, we'll, we'll catch you soon for the next Artful Living. <laughs>